0: Welcome to Green Minds Think Alike. Um, Joining you today from the spring range here, nestled up against uh, the city of Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm here for the ICC code hearings as part of the ICC convention, um, the International Code Council, for those of you not familiar with that acronym. I thought I'd spend a few minutes talking about the um, code change process and how it relates to the energy code. Um, The International Code Council also Um, has an International Green Code, as well as the ICC 700, um, which is the National Green Building Standard. That's under a separate process, ANSI process. Um, So I've spoken to that one before in the past. Um, But today I wanted to talk about um, how code changes are run through the International Code. Um, Basically, the International Code is the model code used throughout the United States, but various Um, additions and modifications are made at the state and municipal level, depending upon home rule and other state requirements. Um, So the code updates itself on a three-year cycle, and they break it into an A and B cycle. So there's one year that's an off year. This year happens to be the B cycle. And in the B cycle, this year includes um, the energy code and the green code. Um, the green code, in short, um, ICC basically just writes the administrative portion and the main body of the text is uh, completed by Ashray uh, 90.1. So Ashray is um, the Ashray committee is the one that actually goes and continually updates that code, but then it's sort of frozen in time um, with um, the IGCC. On its three-year cycle, so this was actually for the 2021 codes uh, that we are looking at now. So, any modifications, um, you know, those will be published. Um, they get the, the um, in the next year or two, and then uh, states and municipalities are then able to adopt those codes. So, sort of stepping back um, from that during that three-year uh, process. Um, Essentially, the, the codes are open for comment, so anyone uh, can go online and make a, a proposed code change through um, ICC's website, which is iccsafe.org, and use their um, online um, voting process as well as code change process. The name of that w- website is commonly referred to as CDP access. So anyone during a certain period of time can go in and make a proposed code change. Those code changes are uh, first heard at a code hearing normally in the springtime and those are are heard by a committee. Um, Testimony can be made um, by the proponent as well as organizations and individuals that want to support that code change or not want to see that code change go through. That committee then votes on that proposed code change um, up or down, they can make modifications on the floor, um, but essentially um, that committee um, makes a, a decision. Um, and then several months after that, um, then proponents or others can go in and make comments to the ad as modified or as the as submitted um, proposals were made. Um, That gives them an opportunity to straighten up any code language uh, or make any adjustments um, based upon the recommendations of the committee at the time. Um, Now it gets a little bit more difficult um, in order to implement those changes. So basically the way it works is the second set of code hearings, which happen in the fall, typically right after the annual conference, um, so those code changes come up. If, If there was a comment made, um, it takes a two-thirds uh, vote on the floor uh, to to hear that code proposal. Um, if that code proposal gets its two-thirds vote, um, then it's open to vote by the the um, the, the voters. And basically, um, to give you a little background on who's eligible to vote, Typically it is those that are in the permitting process at a municipal level. So each uh, Municipality that permits and is a member of ICC is given an allotment of votes and that allotment is based upon The population of that city so you get four eight or twelve votes now recently each individual department within a city is given that number of votes. So um, for instance, your planning department, your fire department, your building department, your zoning department, they could each have an individual membership with ICC and each get votes. Um, in the past, it, it's only typically been a couple of hundred of votes that have been cast on individual code proposals. Um, so having you know some jurisdictions now that could Potentially have, in some cases, up to 100 votes themselves uh, could really start to um, make a change in the in the base code. So, part of what um, we've been trying to do at the Sustainability Directors Network is to get our our members to get engaged and get voting on these because we feel like um, any improvements we can make to the model code will help make improvements um, as each individual city or municipality is trying to move forward energy efficiency and uh, green building within their community. So those votes, um, now while some votes are cast on the floor to hear the uh, code change uh, proposals through the comment process, the actual voting um, or the consensus, if there was a proposal that had no comments, it, it goes straight to the consent agenda. All of those items, um, and in this particular case, there were over 600 energy code and green code proposed code changes. They're open for a vote um, through the CDP online um, portal. So typically two weeks after uh the code change hearings um that will wrap up here right before halloween in las vegas Uh, probably mid-november there'll be a two-week period in which everyone could go online and vote for these proposals so uh, again getting back to uh, the process we're at now here in vegas um, if they get the two-thirds vote to to hear the comments uh, those uh, comments can then be heard And then it's just the simple majority at that point, once uh, those have been overturned. So no further uh, comments can be submitted um, after this point, and then it'll go to the consent agenda um, for vote through CDP access. So, um, you know, again, this happens every three years. And, you know, um, know, a lot of times, a lot of these code changes are, are just for trying to, clear up uh, some language or to make the code easier to, to understand a couple of items um, that I wanted to, to speak to today that are of note um, that we would are, are trying to get our, our members to look at voting on um, that would have a potential in, impact on um, reaching energy efficiency goals within communities. Um, The AIA along with Architecture 2030 have proposed an appendix to the code, um, a voluntary appendix uh, for a net zero energy code. Um, This was developed by Architecture 2030 and Ed Masria. Um, So that appendix, uh, the commercial version of that appendix was approved in Albuquerque. Um, It'll be heard here again. Um, in, in Las Vegas. The residential um, as well was also heard but it was not approved initially in, um, in Albuquerque. So it would take a, a, a two thirds vote um, in order to get any comments um, approved and then a simple majority Um, if those comments are approved in vegas otherwise it would take a a two-thirds vote of all those voting in order to get that code change in place Um, another area of the code that that seems to come around every cycle is this idea of a flex point system where basically you have a menu of items each is given a, a a point value based upon its energy efficiency and then a municipality would have the opportunity of selecting a certain number of points in order to comply with their requirements. Um, there were four proposals related to flex points um, that were made in this code cycle. Um, none of them were approved in Albuquerque. Um, I'm sure it'll come up again under comments uh, here in Las Vegas. Um, and you know, there's there's different reasons. You know, whether you know, the valuation of how the points are assigned, whether there's backstops in the code to make sure certain things aren't um, um, disregarded, such as, you know, there's a discussion whether or not renewables, whether they be on-site or off-site, are allowed to compensate for lack of uh, an improved thermal envelope. You know, oftentimes we look at trying to have energy efficiency prior to renewables. Typically, that's a a cheaper way of of looking at things. But there are both sides of the coin here. So there's a variety of different reasons why um, those particular proposals have had a difficult time um, moving through the system. there's also an update to the climate uh, zones, um, adding a climate zone zero for the Caribbean, um, more areas in the e- equator here in, in mainland United States. Um, you know we're typically one through six, or I believe, um, with Miami uh, sort of being climate zone one, where I'm at in Orlando is a climate zone two, and as you move forth uh, farther north, um, those. Um, Numbers increase, but they've added the climate zone zero, um, and obviously the climate zone plays a major effect in in, the, in how you design uh, your building envelopes and AC and so on. So uh, that was an important thing, and also to get us consistent with ASHRAE, who's who's used that um, as well. So those were you know three sort of major items. There's some smaller things in in regarding to how duct work is tested. Um, lighting efficiency standards you know potentially uh, see small improvements there but really if if municipalities really want to make a a large change um, it would have to come through some something like a flex points or adopting that net zero appendix um, that's being proposed by the aia and architecture 2030 so Probably uh, we'll know the results um, maybe somewhere around December time uh, to know what what will actually be in the 2021 code. So following my time here in Vegas, um, I will be heading to the annual uh, Urban Sustainability Directors Network Conference. This year it's in Detroit, Michigan. Um, Looking forward to that. Hopefully I'll have an opportunity to speak with some other sustainability directors while I'm there uh, to add a few more. Um, episodes to the podcast. So stay tuned and um, I hope you enjoy this podcast and subscribe if you're interested in catching up more as we move through the the conference uh, at USDN this week. Thanks.